Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Breeders' Cup Saturday at Del Mar. I'm Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development, who is on site at the track as we take a look at the Saturday card. Starts Jim in race four with the beginning of a pick four, the Philly and Mayor Sprint. Uh, I'll take Gamine. We'll move on. Who do you like? <laughs> I'll take Gamine as well. Um, I, I, there's a reason why this one, you know, it's not the late pick four, late pick five. If it was, it would be a free square, I think. Uh, but it does, you know, start a pick four. Um, the only other horse here, Estudio Talentoso, has scratched out. So it's only a five-horse field. Uh, Bella Sophia, you can make an argument that, that she's close to Gamine. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and they're three to five and five to two in the morning line. I think that's probably what they're going to go off at. But, Gamine, I don't think they're going to beat her. So uh, let's move on. I think that's a free square for whatever – play you want to make there you go next is the turf sprint and this begins an all turf pick four readers cup got uh an idea from uh, you at keeneland and so there's is uh this is a 50 cent bet but it's uh, all four of the turf races and i'm gonna definitely play this because you got four big fields this thing should pay really well um so it's a fun bet who do you like in the turf sprint yeah, I think it's a good thing that they did that because uh, if you do it at $3 like I did, you can't spread enough to, to have a legitimate chance here. So, um, turf sprint's tough. It's uh, it's certainly uh, one of the, the first challenges that you have. I went with a, a case of you here. Um, eight to one on the morning line comes out of a, a great race at, um, on Art Day. And... Um, you know, the, the foreign horses, are I think, are going to dominate the turf races here. I've got a couple of Americans sprinkled in when we get to all the turf races. But this one, uh, a case of you, seems to be um, coming into the right way. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, going to use glass slippers. Uh, going to use Lieutenant Dan. Going to use Golden Powell, who may be the second choice in here, maybe first choice. Uh, I'm not crazy about Golden Powell's chances here. I think, she's, uh, I think he's won the... The races he's won against questionable competition, so I'm, I'm not going to take him at seven to two. Use Emirati Anna from Great Britain, as I mentioned, glass slippers. Going to probably use um, a couple of the outside horses, uh, Kamari uh, Wesley Ward. I think this horse is coming into the race the right way, and she was very impressive winning the Madison at Keeneland. And gear jockey for Rusty Arnold. Um, the turf sprint at, at Kentucky Downs was extremely impressive. So the 9 of the 10 or the 2 American horses, I think, have the best chance to win this. But a uh, uh, case of you is my pick here. Last two you mentioned are the two that I have on top. Uh, I've got Kamari uh, with the win pick, slight nod over gear jockey. Kamari's a grade one winner on dirt, but has run well on turf. And uh, an example of that, go back and look at last year's Indian Summer. Uh, a turf sprint, you break bad, you're done. She broke bad and still won. And it was uh, and be- I bet her in the Breeders' Cup off that. I think she ran fourth. Rosario is riding. He is as good in turf sprints as, as anybody. It's not, obviously, he's good in a lot of categories, but seems to especially excel in turf sprints. So, uh, And I heard Wesley in an interview say that if he had more time, this filly would have been running against Gamine, but he didn't have time to get her ready to go seven on the dirt, but he said she'll be fine to go five furlongs on the turf. So uh, Kamari for me, but uh, I like gear jockey a lot too. I think Rusty Arnold has found this horse's wheelhouse with turf sprints and being a late running sprinter. And I think the, the track generally plays that way uh, to tur- in turf races at Del Mar. So I think 
he's uh, really well positioned. I'll have Golden Pal on tickets just as uh, insurance, but I'm like you, I'm skeptical. Emiratiana, I heard uh, Nick Luck do an interview on a podcast month or so ago talking about Breeders' Cup prospects, and this is one that he mentioned in that she would love firm turf and love five furlongs, and she gets both here. The other one I'm going to include is Charmin's Mia, mainly because it's Pratt. And he's the king of that uh, turf course out there, and this one's been is cutting back. She's 30 to one. She's cutting back from longer races. Went down the hill some at Santa Anita at six and a half, and I think she'll be flying late. And uh, just because it's Pratt, I'm going to throw that one on the ticket too. Probably more of an underneath horse, but just in case, I'll I'll use that one in some multi-race wagers. But Kamari for me. Dirt Mile starts a pick four, and I think life is good is the big favorite. I'm going to try to beat him with Ginobili, who loves Del Mar. He's three out of four there, and he has a, uh, a 104 buyer on the 17th of July. That was a wake-up, and then he followed it back and, and verified it with a 102 in his next race at Del Mar against Graded Stakes Company. So I think he's in top form, loves the track. I'm going to try to beat uh, life is good with him, but got to use – Ginobili life is good in Silver State on multi-race wagers, and I think I'm fine there. How about you? Yeah, I think you get through this one with those three horses, and, and I like Ginobili as well. Anytime you have horses three out of four at Del Mar, you don't know how life is good is going to like this racetrack. Uh, obviously, he loves Santa Anita. Uh, I, I don't see any reason, any chinks in his armor here. I think he's going to be a deserving favorite, but I would not single him here. I, I like some other horses better on the on the card. Ginobili be my second choice, and I think you got to put in Silver State. I think Silver State, the only thing I have against him is that Santana's not riding well out here either. He's, he's already had a couple of mounts out here. They look like they were contenders, and they did not fire. So Asmussen and Santana are very cold. I would hesitate putting a lot of money on Silver State. Let's move to the Philly and Mayor turf, a mile and three-eighths. I think it was a mile and an eighth last time. This was run at Del Mar in 2017. This starts the pick six, if you play that. Who you like in the Philly and Mayor turf? You can play anything you want this, this, these days. It's um, it's an amazing betting menu. I like um, Love's Only You, uh, Love and Warlike Goddess. You can make some kind of, some sort of comment about those loving horses or whatever, but Love's On You uh, was extremely impressive um, coming out of Japan. It's raced at Hong Kong. Uh, been all over, been all over uh, the UAE, uh, Dubai. Has raced well everywhere. Um, going to take gloves on you on top here, but I think i got to use Warlike Goddess. I love the way this Billy finishes races, and I've always loved closers, and she comes from out of it and fires down the stretch, and I think she's going to do the same thing here. Uh, whether she's good enough to take on the Europeans, it's going to be interesting. Love the six-horse uh, for Aiden O'Brien uh, coming out of the uh, Irish race in good form right now. You can't knock her <coughs> excuse me, at all. Uh, Rogier, the four horse, um, the French horse coming out of the uh, the Longines on on Art Day, won that race and and she's in top form. I just think this thing is wide open. Those are my top picks. I also going to throw in if I if I was using a pick four, I would use Agaria for um, James Sanchon and uh, Bill Buett rides coming out of the same race as Rogier. Uh, did not get a great trip that day, but uh, certainly fits on class. Wide open race, going to take gloves on you on top. That one's uh, my second pick. I ended up taking a swing here with Akinella, three-year-old for Judmont. And I think Judmont certainly picks their spots well. 
and this horse went from 88 to 105 on time form and then into a group one and I went back and watched the race and uh, turning into the stretch the jock could have gone wide or could have tried to cut the corner and he took the shorter path and got in traffic and didn't get out until late and when she did uh, the horse uh, finished well but the horses she was chasing horses like mother earth who's in the breeders cup mile later though you weren't going to catch those kind of horses when you basically given them a head start so i think her last race is better than it looks and it was uh, into group one company so an improving three-year-old's always dangerous so i'm going to take a price shot there i've got loves only you then love then warlike goddess and adaria adaria is the defending champion and from all accounts has looked sensational and this is a trainer that is kind of like guys like Carl Nafsker, that type of trainer who can target a spot really well and, and work back from there to get the horse ready. So definitely want that one on my ticket. But I think you could get a price in here, so I'm going to try with Akinella. The next race, the eighth, is the sprint. It starts the late pick five. I tried to make a case to beat Jackie's Warrior, and I couldn't. So I took Jackie's Warrior. He's never been better. I know Asmussen's been cold, but uh, his sprinters generally fire on these in these kinds of spots. And uh, they've got Rosario as the regular rider on this one, so you don't have to deal with the cold rider angle. So I took Jackie's Warrior over Dr. Shivel, who's three for three at Del Mar. Uh, I think it's one of those two. Um, Aloha West could hit the board, I think, for Catalano, a, an improving four-year-old who comes off a nice race at Keeneland. Um, special reserve ran well at Keeneland and uh, could certainly hit the board here but I think the winner is either Jackie's Warrior or Dr. Shivel I'll take Jackie's Warrior how about you he's the logical choice um, I'm gonna I'm gonna swing here with Aloha West um, obviously I'm gonna use Jackie's Warrior in pick five but Aloha West that race at Keeneland and the Phoenix was running totally against the bias way out of it had no shot to win I mean I gave up the top of the stretch he gets beat a net to Special Reserve. We've got a perfect trip. If he moves forward off that race, and there is going to be, obviously, ample speed in this race, as long as Jackie's Warrior just doesn't get it on his own up front, I don't think he's going to do that with following C being in the race. I think it sets up very well for Aloha West. And I think the 8-1 to one is a bargain here. And I, I would love to see Big Cat win a Breeders' Cup race. He's a great guy and uh uh, just does a wonderful job with his horses, and I, I would I, I'm going to pull for Aloha West to be Jackie's warrior in here, but going to use both of them. Probably going to use Doctor Shivel as well, three for three at Del Mar. Um, we'll get to the pick five. Next race is the Breeders' Cup Mile on the turf. Starts the late pick four. I think Space Blues is going to be very tough to beat in here for Charlie Appleby. I saw a story where Appleby uh, supposedly said this horse was his best chance. I think if this horse doesn't win, then there's a chance to, to maybe light up the tote board here. Uh, I ended up trying to do that with Master of Seas. Um, horse had trouble the last two times, and you get a horse that's 12 to one versus his stablemate who's the favorite, and this horse I think has a, a legit shot. So just on that angle, the value, I'm gonna take Master of Seas over Space Blues. Mo Forza, you get a horse that's won three times at Del Mar that's a mile specialist that gets Pratt, so how can you not like all of that? Mother Earth, uh, it's uh, Aiden O'Brien. I love the way she finished last year in the juvenile Phillies turf to Aunt Pearl at Keeneland. 
and uh, I think you know she's progressed this year, and uh, it's Aiden O'Brien, so you got to respect that. Ivar, um, I thought coming out of the uh, Keeneland Turf Mile, uh, and maybe the stable mate too, but I went back and watched that, and I thought Ivar coming off a layoff kind of hung, and I think he really improves a lot off that and maybe can, can beat his stable mate. Um, so I'm going to take Ivar, uh, have him on the ticket, and then Smooth Like Straight, um, horse that is probably a good trifecta horse. I don't think probably wins this, but I'll probably throw him on the ticket just for a price. But uh, it doesn't look like there's an abundance of speed in here, and uh, that one should be on the lead. And I could just see him, you know, certainly hitting the board at a nice price, but uh, I'll throw him on a multi-race ticket as well. Master of the Seas for an upset for me in the mile. How about you? I'm going to go a little thin here. Um, I really like Space Blues uh, as a foreign horse. Charlie Appleby obviously has been very hot over here and brings this horse in, in absolutely perfect form. So I'm going to go with Space Blues on the top. I don't think I'm going to single him, however. I'm going to use In Love as well. And uh, I'm a little prejudiced because of that race at Keeneland where I had him at 12-1. to 1. But if you look at his last few races, I've I've caught a lot of horses that ran against him. A lot of the horse, those horses came back and won at Keeneland. Dynamite came back and won. Uh, Kentucky Ghost ran well. Um, Some like the Hot Brown has, has been in good form. So he's really had some good competition the last few races, and he's getting better at the right time. That 104 buyer fits right here. So uh, I'm going to hope for in love, but I'm going to, uh, with my head, going to bet on Space Blues probably. Then he's Raging Bull, Mo Forza. Below, also the Euros, Mother Earth that you mentioned, and Pearls Glower, who ran um, uh, right behind um, uh, Space Blues in the um, uh, on the race on Art Day. So, um, going to use those in various combinations inside the tri- inside the race. But I'm going to stick with Space Blues and In Love for my pick four. The Distaff is next up, and Latruska is one of the, the bigger favorites of the two days. Can you beat her? I think you can beat her. I'm, I'm going to use She Dares the Devil in here as well as Etruska. Um, she's going to be a big favorite, but I just have a feeling Brad Cox is going to have a really big day. She's got to step up here um, to, to beat Latruska, but I think she's capable of making that step forward. She lost about three links in the Ogden Phelps in Belmont. She's gotten better since then. She's got an outside post with a, with a clear shot at her. Um, a lot of things in, in her favor. I think Brad has this filly really ready to go, but Latruska is an obvious favorite. I'm going to stick with those two in the pick four. You can make a case for Malathot. I mean, Malathot has not ran, run a bad race. He's a head away from being undefeated, and that was in the CCA Oaks uh, to just kind of a freaky horse that came up the rail. And I, I, Malathot would be seven for seven, if not for that. So I think I can make a case for Malathot. I can make a case for... She dares the devil, but Latruska has been so impressive this year. And if she wins, I think she's got a good shot at horse of the year. So Latruska for me, but I'm also going to use She dares the devil. Uh, I took Malathat on top. It was um, I, I'm going to take a I'm going to try to beat Latruska. I think she has had everything her own way, start after start, and a lot of that's because of her you know talent to be able to have that early speed and just control races. Those kind of horses uh, get favorable setups more often, and uh, I just think she may face more adversity in this race than she's faced in a long time. And at a short price, I think this is the time to try to, to beat her. Um, so I took Malathat, as you mentioned, just uh, uh, head bob away from being seven for seven. 
and uh, the horse that she beat last time in the Alabama was a grade one winner next time out, uh, Clarier, who I don't think is good enough to win this. So I like Malathot. Uh, certainly got to use Latrusco, but I think She Dares the Devil is very dangerous uh, because I remember a couple of years ago, Todd Pletcher sent Vino Rosso out in the summer to run at Santa Anita, kind of a reconnaissance mission, and then uh, found out the horse really liked the track. And She Dares the Devil uh, went out and won the Clement Hirsch at Del Mar. So, and I saw where Cox said, you know, they she ran in the Spinster last year, ran third. They didn't think she was ready to take on the older fillies, so they just targeted this year's Breeders' Cup, and everything was you know laid out to get her to peak on the first Saturday in November at Del Mar. And it looks like everything's gone the way they wanted. So I'm going to take uh, She Dares the Devil definitely is a, a big shot in here on my ticket. And then uh, Dunbar Road, I thought, was running really well at the end of the Spinster. And we've seen horses run well in the Spinster and then come back and uh, run much better in the Breeders' Cup. Uh, I remember Pleasant Home for Shug a few years ago that lit up the tote board at the Breeders' Cup distaff. So... Uh, Dunbar Road's best two buyers have been her last two, so she seems to be in good form, and she was closing at the end of the spinster, so I'm going to uh, include her in there as well on tickets. And the mile-and-a-half turf, um, I think it's one of, of two females, Tiona or Tanarwa. I took Tiona, only six starts, so there's a lot of upside left there. She's gone from 70 to 104 to 110 on time form and uh, seems to be in just peak form. But Tanar was the defending champion, was so impressive at Keeneland. And, you know, she ran in, uh, like running in the, you know, uh, on the beach with the, the surf in. And she's trying to run through the sand and the surf and all of that in, in the arc. And she got second. And uh, I think she'll run big under favorable turf conditions uh, in at Del Mar. Domestic spending, uh, I've got next, but he's never run at a mile and a half, which... Uh, I think is a, a little bit of a question mark. United loves Del Mar, loves a mile and a half. You get Johnny V to ride, so that's a lot to like on a horse. It'll be a good price for Mandela. And then Astronaut is one for one at Del Mar and ran his best buyer last time in winning there. So I'm going to throw that one in as well for a sharp trainer. But I think Tiona or Tanara wins it. I'm going to take Tiona, the 12 over the 13. How about you in the turf? Yeah, I like those two horses as well. Um, and they would probably be my top two picks. Um, I would probably reverse, and I would think uh, Tarnawa, after that race in the arc, um, has got to be the favorite, and, and deservedly so. So I can see those two running down the stretch, one, two. Um, going to use domestic spending just because of Chad Brown, um, but you're right. The horse hasn't run a mile and a half. It's a, kind of a wild place to, to try it. Maybe he just hadn't had the chance to get him in a mile and a half. Also, going to use a couple of euros that are good prices. Um, I'm going to use Walton Street at eight to one for Charlie Appleby, coming off that Canadian International win uh, at kind of one ten buyer it would buy. Um, I think that puts him right there, and uh, obviously has a lot of back class. And Charlie Appleby, you know, all you got to do is take a look at his record in North America the last couple of years. And then I'm going to throw in a twenty to one shot uh, broom for Aiden O'Brien. Did not run in the arc. Um, didn't, didn't do well at all. They early headed at four furlongs and just kind of gave way is what the uh, comments say. And it was 56 to one there. But if you take that race off, it's got some back classes. Grade one winner in France. And you got Aiden O'Brien and Frankie DeTore. And that's enough for me. So um, I think Broom at 20 to one is worth putting on a ticket just in case there is something, 
something that lights up the tote board could be that one. And we finish up with the Mile and a Quarter Classic. And you've got uh, the horses that were 1-2 at Keeneland in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, Essential Quality and Hot Rod Charlie. You've got the, the Red Hot Nick Sco. you got the Derby winner, at least for now, uh, from Bob Baffert's barn, Medina Spirit. Uh, really nice group in here. How do you see it? wonder what the odds were with that sample still being out there hanging somewhere <laughs> uh, six months after the Derby. And that, I think that one I can't guess on, uh, but uh, yeah. it's surprising, certainly. It is surprising. Um, I don't think Nick Sko is going to have an easy race here. And Nick Sko has had three easy races in a row. Um, now, granted, he runs them off their feet. I don't think he's going to have that here. I think there's some other speed in here that's going to challenge him, including uh, the uh, eight Medina Spirit. I, don't, I can't imagine Baffert letting Nick Sko get off to an easy lead on um, what is Medina Spirit's home turf kind of. So, given that, I don't think the race flow is going to favor Nick Sko. He may just be good enough to blow them all away. I think the race sets up very well for essential quality. Um, he's got the ability. Louis's been able to track the lead in, in every one of his races. The only race he was unsuccessful is the Kentucky Derby, and that was kind of a freak effort by Manita Spirit for a lot of reasons, and he only got beat a length. So, he's a length away from being undefeated. Uh, just a tough, tough three-year-old. I admit I'm prejudiced because uh, it would be nice to have a bluegrass winner repeat in the Breeders' Cup Classic. And um, I think this sets up very well for essential quality. I have to make a case for Hot Rod Charlie to run big here, too. That Pennsylvania Derby on the heels of the Haskell was extremely impressive. We've got a 111 buyer. He steps forward from that. He's going to be right there at the end. And, um, He's lost to Central Quality. He's lost to Medina Spirit. But the last two races are the best ones of his career. So uh, I think he fits well. And I'm going to also throw in Art Collector. I I went back and watched the Woodward. Um, very impressed with that effort. And he's coming into this race in the best form of his life. And Bill Mott can get a horse ready. And I just think the, the Woodward sets him up perfectly for this. And Mike Smith obviously knows how to ride them art. So... You'll go four deep here, but my pick is going to be essential quality of the four horse. Yeah, we have the last two bluegrass winners in here uh, with That's right. Art Collector and Essential Quality. Um, I think Hot Rod Charlie or Essential Quality win this. And Essential Quality got the best of him in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, got the best of him in the Belmont. But I'm going to take Hot Rod Charlie this time. It's Pratt's home track. And uh, this horse comes off a lifetime best buyer in winning the Pennsylvania Derby. And... I think the thing that's going to get Nick's go beat in here, I'm like you, I'm, uh, he's had a tremendous year, but I think what he's going to face in this race that he hasn't faced is horses that can run fast enough to stay with him and still finish, like uh, Hot Rod Charlie, Essential Quality, Medina Spirit, Art Collector. I think those horses can run fast and still finish with him, and I think he's kind of broken the spirit of so many of his rivals. Uh, by running him into the ground, and I don't think he'll do that here. And so I think Hot Rod Charlie, essential quality, uh, ding-dong down to the wire, and uh, it's a head-bobbing finish, and I'm going to take Hot Rod Charlie over essential quality. Um, and yeah, it'll depend on budget when I start actually putting tickets together if I uh, take uh, how deep I go in this last race. But uh, I think one of those two is going to win the Classic. So uh, let's see, a late pick four ticket. What's it look like for you? Okay, so I'm going to go with um $120 ticket. I had it 80 but you talked me into throwing Malathot in 
the distaff. So I'm going to go three by three by five by four, which is 120 bucks. The first leg, I'm going to go uh, three, seven, 12, with Space Blues being my top pick with In Love and Pearls Color. Three deep in the distaff with three, six, eight, Petruska, Malathot, and She Dares the Devil. Five deep in the turf with three, seven, eight, 12, 13, Tarnawa and Tiona are my top choices. I'm going to use the other three horses that I mentioned. <coughs> Excuse me. Four deep in the classic, three, four, five, six, essential quality. My top pick, the four horse. We're also going to use Nick's Go, Hot Rod Charlie, and Art Collector. So three, seven, 12 with three, six, eight, with three, seven, eight, 12, 13, with three, four, five, six for $120. All right, Jim, I'm going to go seven deep in the first leg. And I talked you into Malathat, you talked me into In Love. I'm going to. Go one, two, three, six, seven, nine, fourteen. So I'll use both Apollo Lobo's uh, horses in there. The uh, next leg, three, six, eight, eleven, then twelve, thirteen, then three, four. So a fifty-six dollar ticket uh, for me on the late pick four on Breeders' Cup Saturday. Just a fantastic card. It'll be at Keeneland next year, so that's exciting. And uh, we'll see some of these horses, I'm sure, coming back to run at Keeneland. But uh, for now, we wish you the best of luck. Thanks for joining us every week. We'll be back uh, next week for our regular edition of the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.